Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another edition of the Manchester United Liverpool show. Manham United podcast meets the analysis at Anfield podcast. So please keep all your comments, all your questions, Manchester United or Liverpool related. Liverpool 2-1 winners in the first leg of the Carabao Cup versus Fulham. Of course, they just beat Arsenal on the weekend 2-0 away at the Emirates as well. In regards to Manchester United, Jaden Sancho joins Borussia Dortmund on loan. But make sure you run up the likes on the video, please. Hit the share button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we are joined by one of the regular co-hosts um, of representing the analysis at Anfield Podcast Gang Gang, the Liverpool Gang Gang. Extremely knowledgeable. You lot know it, man. My light G is in the building. Yes, G, what are you telling me? You good? Bro, happy to be back. Happy to be back, man. Come on, man. Guys, make sure you run up the likes. Make sure if you haven't already done so, you subscribe to the channel, man. This is good football, good talk. Late night vibes, man. I love it, bro. How are you? Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, but I'm blessed. Good to have you back on. You know what I'm saying? And like, G was a late addition last year, people, to the show. So you'll see him here on a regular basis on this show. Probably plus more as well in typical sarcasm mm. city TV fashion. Once hosts are on here, they're normally on more than one show. So I'm sure you'll see G on here plus more as well. Big up to everyone in the chat as well big up to ryan i see you in the cut big up to eli as well ryan already taking shots at ram ram is not here ryan but i'm gonna get you two on together because you want <laughs> the jokes i'm legit gonna i'm actually you know what like gonna sit moment. back and watch light bulb, <laughs> light bulb moment light bulb moment i'm actually gonna get those two on together 110 percent. To. i'm gonna get those two on together. <laughs> yeah yeah without doubt you lot make sure you subscribe to g's channel g's channel as well i'm gonna add it to the title in a second but gtv football channel as well will Good to see you in the chat also. Um, and of course, people, if you want to make sure we get to your question, super chat and we will get to it. But like G said, and I like, and like I said, run up the likes on the video. Please share across all the socials. Uh, that's me, Flawless, at Sarcasm City TV and subscribe. But yeah, only one place to start. Liverpool 2-1 winners versus Fulham in the first leg of the Carabao Cup at Anfield. Went one goal down to a Willian strike. And then obviously coming back with goals from Jones and Gakpo. So yeah, G, thoughts on the game overall, first and foremost? Um, I think obviously happy with the win um, puts us in good stead, so to speak, for the second leg. Uh, Performance-wise, I thought we was a bit meaty, if I'm being honest with you. I think dominated a lot in the game without doing anything. A lot of anti-climax stuff with Liverpool. I think we see that quite a lot in the season. Do you know what I mean? It's just, that's just Liverpool. Um, lucky um, to only concede the one goal, like most games this season, again, from Liverpool. But but we seem to have that. I said on the terrace earlier on, it just seems like when Liverpool go a goal down, or even just if the game's nil-nil, or it's just coming to that like 60th, 70th minute, it's like we just seem to just know. Like, no one surprised almost that Liverpool won 2 1, even though yeah, if you I saw the context so of the game, you know, we went 1 0 down in the game. Fulham should have obviously, we already really know, uh, the governor Reed should have squared it and then that should have been tapping 2 0. Liverpool mm. looking at a completely different game. But this season, it just seems like these guys just seem to have this knack. And at the beginning of the season, I said it would be unsustainable. We're now in January of 2024 and we're still doing the same ish. Now I've just got to believe that this is just the way it is. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? This is just going to be one of those kind of seasons for Liverpool where it doesn't matter if they go one nil down. It doesn't matter if they're playing rubbish. It doesn't matter if they don't really deserve to be winning games. Do you know why? They've got the mentality to finish off games strongly. And I have to big them up for that, man. You know, all the time, substitutes, obviously changing the game. Gapo, Nunes coming on, getting the goals and assists. 
yeah, man, I think ending the game really, really well. But yeah, if I was Fulham, I would be kind of aggrieved and be sitting there thinking probably should have walked away with a draw after that one, after the performance anyway. No, fairs. And yeah, I agree with you in regards to knowing you lot were going to win the game. This is why I wasn't trolling mm. online. This is why I wasn't running jokes because I've seen Liverpool do this all season long. And mm. you said there, is it sustainable? Do you think it is sustainable? Because they're still doing it for this length of time, considering, like you it, said, it's the new year. It, Like I said, bro, like, it's funny because i got a video coming out, like, in the next couple of weeks. I was just trying to think of, think about it before we came on stream. And I was like, is, it, is this an unsustainable thing or is this just the new Liverpool? Is this just going to be the Liverpool that we now see? Because as you said, bro, we've been doing it all season. So maybe the first like 10 games, you start looking and thinking, bro, this is going to catch up. And don't get twisted. I'm not sitting there saying that Liverpool are odds on to do anything really and truly because it could catch up with us come the end of the season. I'm, I'm a person who likes to chat after we've actually done something and then we can really talk about the whole season as a whole. Then you can look at these situations and say, nah, it's this, it's that, it's blah, blah, blah. But for the time being, honestly, bro, I don't even know. Like, I, I would have to find out, you know, bare statistics and stuff like that because the reality is we're not really playing that well, in my opinion, this season. But what we've got, I think, over everybody else is we've got the mentality. So then we've got those players, you know, to come off the bench. I know people praise Klopp and the subs, substitutions, you know, I was like, mm -hmm. I mean, it wouldn't have taken a genius to know that there's only two players off the bench, which he only made two subs because there are only two players he could mm -hmm. bring on, which mm -hmm. is going to be Gapo and Nunes. So, you know, it, th that part kind of made sense anyway, but it is just really about the mentality, if in my opinion, of the team. So, yeah, man, is it sustainable? I, I, I'm going to say, this is just Liverpool now. Forget about sustainability. This is just Liverpool. So whether it works one day, if it doesn't work the next game, I guarantee it'll probably work the game after that. Is what it is. We've come to the realisation that, yeah, like you said, this is it now. Yeah, that's like yeah, me with Manchester United. That is yes, like me exactly. with Manchester United in exactly. regards to, but it's not in a good way, in a bad way. No, my connection may be with people, but we move. Go on, carry on, G. Carry on. Carry on. No, I was, was going to say, you know, even, even with you and like when you speak about Manchester United, again, this is why I love jumping on the show because. When you hear flawless talk, and I, I mean, I've never seen it unless someone's going to, you know, bring up some receipt that you've done from before. I've never seen flawless get too overly excited when you have won a game against whomever kind of thing and then be like, oh, yes, this, this, this. Obviously, you'll talk about the game. You'll analyze it however you see fit. If such and such played well, blah, 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 all of that good stuff. But you don't go too beyond that because you know what Manchester United are like this season. Yeah. So, you know, you'll go from fantastic victory you know the highs of the highs to the lows of the lows like the following week and it's like well hold on how did you go from and then and then that's why i feel people always get too overreactionary that's why i feel mm -hmm. the overreaction comes from from every fan base is that you the wins are great but then you go too overboard with certain wins when you're not looking at the context of your own season and then the defeats are same the same thing you 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 know you go too far with the defeats and then you're not looking at it from the context of the whole season so Everyone does it, man. Everyone does it. Now nah, that's it. Too many, too many people drink the Kool Aid, man. I keep saying that. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Thanks. I get on, go over the top. I get gassed mm. up. One second. Yeah, Just joining twice. Let me join again. Close that. Just trying to. There we go. That's well. Um, but yeah, hey, big up to everyone in the chat. I see you lot. But yeah, that's why I don't go overboard. Is because like mm. I can, I can. I don't what, what a lot of people can't do, and what a lot of fans have seen because they are most they get so, because they're so emotionally involved with their club is separated too. So I can separate mm. a singular game, or you mentioned a victory. I can separate a win from what's going on forward. 
So you can we can play on also the shout out to Peter. He says there's too many people do results based analysis where if the yeah. team wins, we play fantastic and everything's fine. If the team loses, everything's terrible and everybody needs to sold. It needs right. to be sold. Like, no, that is not the case. You can not play well and win. Same way mm. you can play well and lose. There's certain games we've played exactly. where we've lost, and I'm like, right, I'm not actually that mad at the actual performance itself. You know what I'm saying? Right. More so where games where we've won, where I'm like, yeah, we won. Happy about the win, but sustainable because yes. there's no team in the history of top level football that has won anything being un being inconsistent, not having mm. sustainable mm. performances. It should be a one off. When Manchester mm. United was successful, when we played bad and won, it was like, all right, that the thing where they say, oh, it's a thing of champions, is because it was a one off. We played exactly. bad maybe one out of two to, to, uh, at 10 games and you hold your hands mm. up and go, you know what? We had an off night that day or that night and we managed to get the victory. But when it's the common theme, I'm watching mm. Manchester United and it's common, whether we win, lose or draw on the flip side now, I know the performance is going to be poor. We play Spurs mm. on Sunday. Whether we win 3-0, lose 3-0 or draw 1-1, I know the performance is going to be terrible. I know mm. that much, regardless of the result. And that is terrible going into games that I know that. And that's of previous evidence. We're the joint third lowest scorers in the Premier League. You score less goals in the third. Premier League than joint, joint lowest, joint third. Joint, yeah. Right. I lowest third, I joint that. lowest third score. Yeah, it's that bad. See, people don't know this. We scored less goals than Luton Town in the Premier League this season. Jesus this is what goodness. I'm talking about. But people don't talk about these things. You know what I'm saying? Mm. People don't talk because they want to rate our attackers and tell and talk about how great, how how creative we are. How are we that creative and we, we and we scored 22 league goals in 20 matches? We scored less goals that's than Luton Town. That's it, it's, and 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 you see things like that, yeah. And just looking at Manchester United, like when I'm watching your team play from game to game and stuff like that. Come on, boy is a big Manchester United fan, so I'm always trolling him anyway when you guys are playing. But even when we, we sat down one day and we were just like, let's just, you know, let's just watch the game. I can't remember who he was playing. <clears throat> but I remember just thinking, let's just watch the game and see, you know, maybe we can see something. Because sometimes there's things that you can see within a performance and just be like, okay, he's tried to do this in the game. I don't know, mm -hmm. position-wise in terms of maybe Mayno or maybe he's trying to get Hoyland into different areas of the pitch, whatever it may be. So we're watching the game. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, the problem that Manchester United has got isn't a problem of quality. There's no, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and lie and I'm not going to allow people to sit here and say, no, nah, Manchester United have got dead players. They don't have dead players. That's a fact. They, they definitely no, don't dead, have no. dead no. players in terms of quality. The problem is, it, it, I don't even know what you're doing. Like, I, I don't understand what the makeup is. Like, I can watch not the Burnley we see under Vincent Company, the Burnley we saw under Sean Dyche. I know exactly how they're going to play. And they're not that good. But you just yes. knew what they were going to you do. What they were going to do with, exactly. With Manchester United, I'm like, I don't know that performance you put in against Liverpool. You ain't putting in that same. You're not playing in that same way, which is understandable because you're playing against different teams away. Yeah. Anfield, Etihad, Old Trafford, Emirates, uh, Stamford Bridge, and all these kind of places. I get you will play a little bit differently, but I'm not even seeing the essence of that same th those same nuances in a different game. It's kind of just like. We're gonna just kind of play. We have a base tactic or base style, but then the players on the pitch need to then try and implement that in some way, shape, or form. And then it usually comes down to individual quality, whether it be a Bruno, whether it be a Rashford, whether it be a Ganacho, whether it be McTominay or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get baffled because I'm like, I don't care who your star player is. I just need to see 
What is it you're trying to do? What is it you're trying yes. to achieve here? Trying do to you want to? Are you trying to press every game? Are you trying to be a counter-attacking team? Are you trying? Even Oli, you could see what he was doing. Whether you agreed with it or not, I could at least right. see where he was going with Manchester United now under Ten Hag, even last season, I felt, you couldn't really see where they're going, but the individual quality I felt with Rashford scoring so many goals, Bruno playing reasonably well, you were getting away with it in that kind of sense. This season, you can't get away with it. And Well, as you said, 22 goals. And these times, I'm seeing man getting... In 20 games. And I'm seeing man getting onto... Which is understandable. Again, I'm not a Manchester United fan, so Mm -hmm. don't get mad at me. I'm seeing man getting onto um, Hoyland, which I kind of understand, but Bro, if you're not creating the chances for the guy, I know he should score in certain moments. I get all of that. And there are situations I saw against Wigan the other day. He should be scoring those kind of goals. I get all of that. So you can get on to him for doing those stuff. But Jesus, guys, when man's got to have like one or two shots potentially in a game, and that's once every few games, he might be a bit rusty come those times, you know. So you do need to maybe just, you know, see it for what it is. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's both like with Hoyland. I've said this Mm. Is he, a, is he, like, don't get mistaken, he's in the worst possible predicament in terms of yeah. the players around him. you got Rashford, <coughs> you got Ganacho, you got Bruno, you got Anthony. Mm. They're the main attacking players around him, adding out fullbacks that don't create either. So you're not, mm. you're not being, you're not having the greatest service. However, on the flip side, you can still do more. And that's my mm-hmm. biggest issue with him in regards to, you mentioned the Wigan game. You don't normally get that many chances, but you have to take them chances. Yeah, Like, striker or not, midfielder, I'm expecting my centre-back. If those drop to my centre-back, you are taking those chances because they're mm. clear-cut, easy chances to take. I've said this before, he don't do enough. That is mm. my problem with him. He don't do enough. And that's not even just with the goals. I'm just talking about with the attributes you have. When you are mm. six foot plus, when you are quick and you are strong, you shouldn't be easy to play against. That's mm. my biggest issue with Hoyland is all he has to do is run the channels. Long mm. day for whoever he's playing. Even if he's second best, we're playing Liverpool, for example, and Van Dijk or Kanate get the better of him. Cool. My problem is not that they got the better of him. It's that they didn't have to break sweat to get the better of him. It was easy for them. It was comfortable. And strikers without his attributes will give those two, for example, a tougher time. That was my biggest criticism of Lukaku when he was here, because Lukaku's the same. How are you six foot plus, strong and quick, and defenders ain't even getting their shots today? Mm. Defenders are comfortable playing against you. No way should that be happening, whether the the team you're playing against is dominating the ball. Because you should just be mm. run basics, just running the channels. I'm saying yeah. Hoyland can run 100 meters in ball. I think it's like they said it's like 10, 11 seconds. So you're electric quick. And mm. I can see you're strong because I've watched you play, but he don't demand the ball enough. That's on him. Mm. You got to break out of that. I've said that. He has to start shouting at people. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's what he's got to start. Do he's got to start, and even though it doesn't seem it's in his personality, like, and he does make runs, even though I think he needs to make more, he's got to start demanding the ball. You know what I'm saying, when think, man, don't pass him the ball. You got to start. You got to start shouting at man. Like that's literally nah, what it is. We're going. No, no. To really just to kind of um, uh, expand on what you said, like, mm. I totally agree, bro. Like, you got to start shouting at players, but also you got to start being a little bit selfish in terms of like, bro. Yes. Remember, because you're the striker, and this is Manchester United. You got to understand that we're Manchester United, bro. We're not no small boy club, you know. We're one of the biggest, if not the biggest, club in England anyway. But in terms of the, the world and in Europe, you're one of like the top three, four biggest clubs out there. So we're not playing for no small dibby dabby Atalanta. No disrespect to Atalanta fans yeah. or the team, but we're not. We're not them. Do you, do you understand? We, we, this is big time. 
So the scrutiny, as we'll obviously get into with, with other bits about Manchester United, the scrutiny is always going to be there. Even if Manchester United are having a shit season like they are this season, the scrutiny will always be there for Manchester yes. United. So guess <laughs> what, bro? I need to maybe make sure I'm eating first because yeah. the, the, you're out here, you're a new player, and you're allowing everybody to go to the canteen first and, you know, get their food and red tear tear, which is fine. I get all of that. At some point, you need to be like, no, nah, I'm going to go push in front of the queue. I need to go mm -hmm. make sure I'm getting that first piece of bread and not getting the little crusty, dry, stale bread come the end of the end of the food line like kind of thing like it's not making no sense because the reality is my bad the reality is you're putting yourself in a bad situation because then people are going to get onto you and you're so young that it's like it unfortunately Manchester United are, are almost in this kind of position of how long do we wait and you know because we are trying to do certain things and if we if we allow this to continue for too long do we look elsewhere the player starts losing confidence like it's a whole you know t um, domino effect so there does need to be a little bit of Okay, bro, listen, I'm the number nine. He's playing me up front all the time, every single week. I need to start telling Bruno, I beg you start looking up and passing yes. the ball this way. Rashford, stop being so flipping greedy. Instead what? of you trying to dribble past 10 million players, how about you look for me? Maybe we do a one-two. Maybe we you play a little bit closer to me so you don't have to do all of that. We swap, we switch. Garnacho, at times, you know what? You are a little bit young. You are a little bit naive. I beg you just sometimes just look up and just use your head a little bit more. Find me in these spaces. These are the runs I like to make. This is how I like to drop into space. You run into that space and then maybe you can get a chance at goal if I create that space space for you or maybe vice versa i get that goal but you're gonna get me the assist does need to be a little bit more i feel from hoyland but yeah it's not just him as we know anyway and as we'll get yeah, it's, it, yeah it's, it's not just him but yeah he needs to like you said selfish that's mm. what you have to start doing you have to start being a little bit more selfish as it is because these men why we see in stats and it's like bruno's passed the ball into him once in a game for example i just use that stat mm. how are you didn't how am i the nine and you're the ten and you pass me the ball one time in 90 minutes. Certain's mm. off there. We've had enough. Even if we had 30% possession, that is unacceptable. More often than not, yeah, Manchester United are having at least 50% of the ball. So, mm. and Bruno's having, to, I'm just using Bruno as an example, but whoever attacking midfielder or one of the wingers. Again, it's about being greedy and starting man. The certain strikers ain't standing for that. The certain yeah, strikers who are not like, no, pass me the ball. And mm. if you don't, get on their case. I'm saying and I guarantee if he continues to get on their case, you are gonna start getting the ball because they're like, you know, I don't want the air rate from this man. Yeah, and exactly. it might actually help because our attack, what exactly. we're doing currently is not working. So how mm. about let's try and do more? And again, like I say, he's young, he's come from Atalanta to Manchester United, and it is a big step up. But none of these men have done anything to the point you can't shout at them. I'd understand if he was like in awe. If it was like, yeah. say, for example, yeah. if it was like Mbappe next to him not passing the ball, I'd kind of get it. I'd hear it why he don't want to press an Mbappe or a Neymar, for example, because these might have done, you know what I'm saying, gone to the pin at the actual top of the game. This is Bruno. Mm. This is Ganacho. Yeah, this, this is Rashford, it's... whose best thing on his resume is, I think, in Europa League. You know what I'm saying? Like FA Cup. No, yeah. these might have reached yeah. the top. None of these men have Premier League titles. None of these men have mm. the domestic titles. None of these men have European Cups. None of these men have World Cups. None of these men have any Euros. These men don't have anything on the resume where you go. All right, cool. You got you know what it is. You got to have the, the, the same confidence of, remember that guy before, I blame him for um, the lockdown. The guy when he was playing in, in, in London with Kaka. 
and he told him to quit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, excited, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, but he was enthusiastic, but also he actually played professionally in that sense. I mean, we've seen Conor Bradley before, so it's not like he's this is his debut or anything, but yeah, I think I, I don't like going too far with him because I don't look at him and think he's a long-term option for me. I feel like he's not that good, but tonight he was uh, very, very good in what he had to do. Um, I think Robinson down that side as well, just really, he just was kind of, couldn't really um, play the the way he wanted to. There were a few times where maybe he got the better of Bradley, but overall, I know that was a tough game for Robinson down that side. And I know Willian, I know he likes to float and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. even he, at times down that side, was a little bit like, I don't really want to battle this brother. Like He's got way too much energy and way too much enthusiasm for my liking. I'm going to let someone else deal with that. So I'm going to drift into the middle of the park. But yeah, man, he was very, very good, man. I have to big him up today still. No, fairs, fairs. And uh, and Warrior Jake also to say, um, who do you think will be Liverpool's front three when Salah is not there this month? Because obviously Salah is going Afghan. Well, has gone Afghan, I should say. I believe he's travelled now. Mm. So who do you see the front three being going forward? Or do you think it will interchange on a game-by-game basis? Or let me go one further. Is there a front three you would prefer where you go without Salah? This is clearly our best front three. If Salah, in what I would go with... Yeah, is, yeah, what would you go with? What's yeah. your preference? What do you look at and go, yeah, this is the front three I want to see? Luis Diaz, um, Jota and Harvey Elliott. I think that would be okay. quite fluid for me, um, if I'm being totally honest. If I didn't play Luis Diaz, then I'd play Gapo in that position. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, and but I think <clears throat> what you said in the middle there about he's just going to change it on game-by-game basis. Like, today, uh, Nunes on the bench but against Arsenal. I feel like he started. Yeah, he yeah, started. Because Jota, start, yeah, yeah. Jota came off the bench, uh, you know, in that kind of game. So, I think it works because I think at times the attack, when you watch Liverpool's attack for some weird reason, at times, not all, not every game, but in certain games I watch and we're like, right, this attack looks dead. Like, I thought today the attack was dry as hell today. But substitutes, you bring on Gapo, you bring on Nunes, it changes the kind of dynamic of what the front three are going to now do. And yeah. when you're game state, so when you start looking at in certain instances, this is going to work. But overall, that's the front three I would go with. So... Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That is fair enough. And Liverpool 12th, man. Good to see the Liverpool fans in the chat as well. Says, one step closer to all the belts uh, to G. <laughs> how are you feeling about Klopp's tactics and substitutions, especially with the injury merry-go-round? Um, Tactics-wise, um, I find it like a funny one. I was saying this to someone the other day. I was like, I don't think tactically he's been that amazing. Like, I, don't, I don't see what he's been doing like we've watched football for years and I feel like we've got a good gauge on when you see someone doing something tactically where you're just like, Jesus Christ, like I didn't even, you know, see that at, at times he has, at times he has in terms of certain positions for certain players. Um, if we're just talking tonight, for example, I don't think he did anything tactically. I think he did the most obvious thing, which is he only had two players on the bench. He could bring on Gapo and Nunes. The rest were all like youth players, like Nwanini was on the bench and, Clark and all these guys on the bench show it made sense that he brought those two players on they ended up changing the game I don't think that was due to tactics it was just more due to the fact that they just came on and you know kind of did their thing but there has been some games I have watched Klopp and said okay like against Arsenal for example I thought yo okay yeah he's finally which is funny because he just moved one player from one position to the, to another position tweaked it and then we played the yeah so we, we played the exact same way just 
move players position and I was sitting there thinking did you not think to start off like this you know in games but he doesn't really do that so Liverpool start off quite rubbish in games but we end really really well so it's, it's a tricky one with Klopp honestly it's, it's really really tricky oh that's fair enough that's fair enough and big up to you like in the chat I see C1 uh, Jez talking about Sancho obviously he's gone on loan to Borussia Dortmund no buy option I believe that Dortmund yeah, are paying yeah, <laughs> the vast majority of his wages. Makes sense for all parties involved. That's what I would say. I'm saying. So, go on, so go on, even go. just before just you get into like other questions and that, when we're looking at this whole Sancho situation, what does that look like come the end of the season if Ten Hag stays? Do you think it's a situation of they just revisit this, they revisit this come the end of the season, yeah. maybe they let bygones be bygones, or do you think it's a case of Nah, this is just for him to go out, play some football, retain some level of value, and then we sell him. Or yeah, like how do you look? Yeah, at Yeah, it depends. With if if Ten Hag is still here, I definitely don't think, regardless of how he plays that performs at Dortmund, I mm. don't think he stays here. His long term, his short term, long term future is not at Manchester United. If indeed cool. Ten Hag is here, if Ten Hag's not here, depends on the manager. Depends on his mindset. Is he at the point where he's like too much water under the bridge? I've just performed well at Dortmund. Let me just go there on a permanent deal. And Manchester United will look at it if he does play well there. Not only does that up his value if we try and sell him to Dortmund, ups his value if we try and sell him anywhere. So there's a lot of variables with it. Some, but this should have been done in the summer, to be honest. All parties, to me, should have sat down and dealt with this in the summer and moved him on. Yeah, he did play false nine in the summer. And I said this. Sancho doesn't have the physical attributes to play out wide in the Premier League, even though I think he's mm. supremely talented. Don't get me wrong, I think he's extreme, but just because you're talented is not enough. You have to have physical attributes, the pace, the power, the acceleration, the agility, the balance, the mobility. None of those things are Sancho's game. So to me, mm. if he was going to be successful here, he has to play central. Once we sign Hoyland, you've got Bruno, you've got Mount, Martial, Rashford, I know I've named some nines and some tens. There's players all in front of him, even though he started um, false nine and seemingly, seemingly played well. So I don't know where the breakdown mm. and communication came from that point. Obviously, what happened after the Arsenal game, and I still stand with Sancho on this, did nothing wrong. We're talking about, oh, you should apologise. <laughs> for apologise for what? what? The, the manager mm. called him out publicly. I responded publicly. Simple mm. as that. Then he got banished from the training ground, etc. And I think both parties were involved, were happy with the resolution. So it's kind of like, all right, it is what it is. But yeah, I'm glad that um, Sancho's got his move because people were going over the top with the criticism. Seeing it, yeah, I've had many back and forth with people in my chat here. I've seen it on socials. I see it in other people's chats in regards to, oh yeah, Sancho's, um, Sancho won't get a move anywhere else. Nobody wants him because of the wages. Come on, bro. Bad, he's a top, bad trainer. He's toxic. All right, so how come Dortmund have come back in front then? And he's playing Champions League, which is, what Manchester United are not doing come, exactly. come January, February. On top of that, you got to realise, if a club has just sold you, obviously, different reasons why they sell you. Money, mm -hmm. obviously, being the main contributor to that. But the fact that they've then said, no, no, we'll take it back. We'll definitely take it yeah. back. Like, surely that, that should then give you some type of a sign that anything that you guys, in terms of the negative side, I'm not saying it can't be all true, but man saying he's not a good trainer, I'm like, then why would the club who sold him then be like, no, no, we'll take it. Like, that would have we'll been, they would, they would know. They would know <laughs> firsthand that he's a shit trainer. So they wouldn't even think about, oh, yeah, no, nah, nah, he's gone now. I don't even want that kind of player. Bro, they said take him back. And what um, Flawless um, just said there, brother, brother, supremely, like, I wanted him. I still want him. I'm even still yeah. saying, what, you man can't just, I'm saying, a little cut price deal with Liverpool. And, <laughs> you know I mean, we, we can revive his career or something. Like, because I think there's a player in there 
<clears throat> when you watch certain players, I think with certain players, and this is probably why I don't see it with Nunes, is that some players, I feel like you can just see the quality, yes. like just within them, you know, without even when they play bad, you're just like, I can see you're just quality. Like there's, yeah. there's something about what you've there's a je ne sais quoi about you. Like yeah, that man, you've you got that little kind of yeah, some something about so, you. That's it. I, I feel like he's a quality player, man. And, so I'm I'm hoping to go to Dortmund, do your thing. Let's just come back and then get your move to Dortmund permanently. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. and we'll see. And Jess is even saying there, Dortmund tried to get a buy option in, but uh, yeah. United wanted to retain his value. And yeah, that makes sense because there's so many because we don't know what's going on. One, we don't know about the manager's future. Obviously, the ownership is taking over as well. And the next manager may come in and decide, you know what, Sancho's my guy. He, I can use him here. Or the next manager mm. go, you know what, I don't I don't want him here. Or like I said, Sancho could do so well at Dortmund where he's like, forget who the manager is here, whether it's Ten Hag or somebody else. I went out. I'm playing yeah, well there. And because if he plays well there, he can force himself back into Euro contention for the Euros. Mm. Let's not forget that. I think a lot of people are overlooking that the Euros is coming up and players might be looking for moves to be playing regularly to get back into their international squads. It's been mentioned with mm. Martial. It's like Sancho is something I don't think people... Until I've just said it now, I'd even think about it like that for Sancho. He could be looking yeah, same, at it. Yeah, same. Rashford's not having... Rashford's not in the best form. Neither's Raheem Sterling. He might be looking at it mm. going, all right, maybe I can get in this squad. Highly unlikely because we know Southgate um, picks his favourites, but why not? You never know with injuries. You never know what mm. can happen. So that's what I would say. But yeah, with, with Sancho, the reason why... Be also option like, yeah, option yeah, at least. Yeah, option is his talent. And the thing is, it's not if he was 27, 28, I'd be much more critical. But he's not. Yeah. He's still at the age where he can improve. So the fact that mm. he can improve, I'm like, all right, let's see this. It's not like how I look at a Jao Felix, where I'm like, you're supremely talented. I think he's extremely mm. talented. But you got to deliver. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you got, and that's yeah, where... It is with Sancho. That's why I was critical of Sancho when he was playing here. One thing I will criticize is his performances on the pitch. Forget training. I don't watch training. So I can't tell mm. you if he's a bad trainer or he's a good trainer. Where I can criticize is his performances on the pitch. Very similar to like a Hoyland where I go, yeah, you're not in the best poss possible predicament, but you can still do more. Because I'm watching mm. Mayno in the same predicament with these same bad players perform. And he's 18 oh, years old, yeah. 19 years old. And I'm watching him not only perform well, he's being a standout. And it's in the same bad system with the same average players under the same bad manager. So that's why I don't hear the excuse. Now, could Maynard perform better with, with a better manager and a better system and better players? Absolutely. But it's still no excuse to perform poorly. You should still, if you're good enough, perform to a level. That's what yeah. I always say. That's why I don't hear it. Oh, everyone else is bad. So because everyone else is bad, it's an excuse for you, you to have be to bad. Be, nah, I thought you are quality player. Maynard's doing that. that. Maynard's showing that now. He's in the midfield no, with like, Tomine and Bruno. Listen, I like Maino. I think he's definitely one player. I look at Manchester United and I think, you know, and that's when I knew that you you guys were going to play him <laughs> against us because I said, even if you had maybe other players who are potentially fit, I feel like playing Maino makes sense because he's going to give you that kind of effort. He's going to give you that perform whether he plays good or bad is obviously dependent yeah. on the, the, the game itself but he was just going to give you that effort that you need in certain games against certain teams like a Liverpool where it's like bro this might be relentless for 90 minutes you know I need someone like him in that midfield to do a job even if you don't even if you're getting a six out of ten but it's yeah. going to be yo at least he put in the effort which helps to them for everybody else domino you know domino kind of effect so no nah, man and it, it makes sense what you're saying. And still. the crazy part is the only reason why he played against you lot is because he was the only he we had three midfielders available. It's the only he wouldn't have played. Exactly. That's why and I was like, yeah, he stumbled across it and then he changed it the next game and we got beat against West Ham. 
It's a crazy yeah, and, and and this is it. And, and you know that thing, that point you just made there quickly before you move on about yeah, the training yeah. team. But I'm tired of people telling me about their inside training shit. I can give two shits about what players are doing in training because I've seen men, I've seen like left backs in training. Yo, slap it top bins. Like this is crazy. Come to a game, you look like you're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you look like you've never kicked a ball in your life before when it comes to the shooting thing. So, yeah, I, I think when it comes to the training stuff, I hate what people say and they're like, oh, bad trade. Bro, Eden Hazard, Mourinho will tell you himself, this guy was a dead, dead, mm-hmm. dead trainer. Like, one of the deadest trainers. John Terry's spoken about it. John Lovie <laughs> McDowell's spoken about it. Bro, the guy was a dead trainer. Guess what? He's one of the That's... best players to ever play in the Premier League. So, That's... I don't feel like the whole training thing is... It's not as big. If you've kicked ball, you kind of already know when you're good, you're just good. Sometimes the training thing is just the training thing. Yeah, I mean, leave that for like the Endersons and the, the man like that like, to kind of improve and do what they need to do. Nah, for big real? up, Ryan. I hear exactly what you're saying. <laughs> big up, Ryan in the cut as well. Yes, Ryan. What are you saying? You blessed first and foremost? No, no, where's Ram? No, 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 where's Ram? No, no, where's Ram? Ram can't make it. Ram can't make it. Unfortunately, Ram ducking, ducking. Guys, you know what? It is defense. Ram is not ducking. He's well known. People just for everyone who may not know, Ram can no longer make the late shows. But you'll see him on like Q and As and stuff on weekends and that because of work. That's why. But. I need to get you. Ram, quit your job. Quit your job. Quit your job. I need to. Get, I need to get you and Ram on the same on on the on the same show. I'm definitely gonna get you and Ram on together. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because you might be going back and forth for like ball, bro. I have to be it, honest. It's just random. But yeah. Anyway, Ryan, thoughts thoughts on the game before we get to you know your Ryanisms. You know what I'm saying? Thoughts on the game. Tonight's game. Yeah, tonight's um, game. Yeah, man. Ryanisms. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, one knows what like, It was just a bit meaty, in it. Like, it was just. It was just meaty, like, first half was so bad, like, it was making my eyes bleed in it, like, genuinely, it was, it was like, it, it wasn't as if they were, like, destroying us or anything, they got a goal, but, like, we we just didn't have a clue how to break them down, like, we didn't have a clue how to attack it, 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 it literally felt like, it was like, Fulham won, Trent Alexander-Arnold FC nil at halftime in it, you get what I mean, it was like, you could see the difference with, without having Trent. Even more than a Salah, people look at it and you say, oh, you don't have a Trent and a Salah. It was more Trent, to be honest, because basically everything we do going forward goes through Trent. Do you get what I mean when we play? Like, everything. He's our main source of creativity. And you could, honestly, you could just see the difference. Like, Bradley actually had a really good game. I was impressed by Bradley, mm. actually. But he's not Trent because no one's Trent. Do you get what I mean? Trent generational is a generational talent for a reason. So there's always going to be a drop off when he needs to be replaced, and you could definitely see that. And again, that's no dig at Bradley because I actually thought he played really well. But um, <clears throat> yeah, we just didn't have a clue how to break him down. Um, I thought we started off the second half quite well, but then they had a really good spell as well. Just after we actually made the changes, Klopp made the changes, and I thought the changes took a bit of time to work, but eventually they worked. Um, yeah, and um, we got some luck as well that deflected goal, but then once that happened, the momentum was with us, we got a goal very quick. And to be honest, we probably should have killed the tie off, to be honest with you. We, you know, noonish chance, a couple of good openings as well. So, yeah, we might live to regret that, but it's good we're taking a lead into the second leg. You know, you just don't want to go in level or behind at the end of the day. It's good to go and take a lead there. It means Fulham also have to chase the game at some point in the return leg, which could suit us going the other way as well. So mm. yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed we didn't kill it off, but at least we're going in with the lead, that's what I'll say. But yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a fair. And that being said, we even spoken on it. So we'll get your thoughts on it, Ryan. The FA obviously threw in the cat well 
Second leg you won today, semi-final first leg. So second leg coming up against Fulham, but through to the next round in the FA Cup, beating Arsenal. So thoughts on that on that game overall? Because it was it was eventful. Definitely a game of Bro, two. Bro, like I'm still laughing about how we actually managed to win that game. It's so funny. It was so funny. Like Jen, I was just laughing. It was yeah, like first half. I think Klopp got the lineup wrong. The starting lineup, Gakpo in midfield. Like look, Gakpo in midfield. <clears throat> It can work against your Brentfords at homes and your Bournemouths at homes. But when you go in Arsenal away and these sorts of places, it ain't going to work, bro. Let's be real. It's just not going to work. Balance was all wrong. The problem was their prep. We couldn't handle their high press in the first half, especially against Arsenal. I think, <clears throat> sorry, I think that's where we really missed Virgil that game. Also, be, not because of his actual how good he is as a defender, but also his passing ability. That ability, that ability, ability to play that long diagonal to, to whoever's on the right wing, whether it was Salah, it would have been Elliot the other day. Obviously, we really missed that. So they were, they were winning the ball up high against us, so many times creating chances. <coughs> Sorry, I just got a bit of a cough. Um, good fun. Yeah, and they should have been, you know, two or three up. Havertz is a criminal for them. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but I think we all knew that. But yeah, we rolled our luck and Klopp's changes were really good that game. So yeah, fair play to him, man. Fair play. That's fair. G, same to you as well, because we're going to get that. I have to get to that. Obviously, <clears> winning <throat> away at Arsenal. I was saying, continue yeah. uh, <clears throat> adding to their crisis. Yeah, to, listen, it's always good to add to Arsenal crisis, especially when you win the, at their ground as well. They can hold that for a sec. But I think what Rain said there, it's kind of I kind of agree with that really because mm. I said it already. I said it's, it's money heist, but in football terms, like <laughs> the way we were able to just walk in and fool everybody into thinking that we were going to lose that game and then walk out with a clean sheet and a 2-0 victory, like, yo, like, that, that's mad. And that kind of shows you how poor Arsenal were. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, the missed chances and whatnot. Listen, when we played against you lot, all anybody kept saying was, <clears throat> oh, Liverpool deserved this, Liverpool deserved that. That's why I always say keep it consistent. That means Arsenal didn't really deserve it either then because they dominated that first half. They sh Like, if you look at it, they, they should have scored at least two goals, you know, in that, in that kind of first half, but they didn't. And then Liverpool ended up scoring. So who deserves to win at the end of the day? You know, that remains to be seen. You, you can pick that one out yourself. But yeah, that, that game was a proper weird one. I agree with Ryan. He, got, he did get it wrong in that first half in terms of the way that we played. I think we couldn't handle their man-to-man -man marking more than anything. That's what they were doing a lot, man-to-man. -man. And we just could not handle it. We just couldn't break it kind of thing. And I think Ryan's right. Having Van Dyke there probably would have helped with that because he almost becomes a player that they don't... Nobody ever marks him. No one ever like really tries to really press but he's him. The only, too, he was the only tough. defender who could centre back who could bypass the press. The yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, him. yeah, and and we don't have that. You know, Konate and Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa's good. At, he can pass the ball out, but he's not a Van Dyke in that kind of sense. Um, even though he played, I thought he played well in that game. But yeah, second half, um, I think we played a lot better. Um, just trying to remember. Yeah, we played a lot better. I think the subs. Yeah, I think, yeah, in that game, more tactical than anything, because he saw, like, he's, he, Klopp's not stupid, you know what I mean? He's a clever man. Like, he understood, yo, that first half didn't even make sense. Like, we're not getting anywhere near these guys. Like, we're actually yeah. just not even getting near them. And they're starting to overload us in certain areas of the pitch. And really and truly, at points in the game, they're just doing long balls over the in behind the defence all the time. Like, we need to sort that bit out, you know, in terms of the way that we either press, the, either we drop, either we get tighter to players, you know, 
mo- bit more movement, you know, within the team. I think Klopp helped helped towards that. That's one. That's why I say with the tactic stuff, games like that. That's where I see it. But in games like today, for example, this evening, nah, I don't think that's tactical. That was just come like football manager, bro. Like I've only got two players on the bench. Let me just throw them on and see what kind of what happens. To be honest, no, that's true. Yeah, be- before we continue, hey, over fifty of you lot in here, just under sixty actually. But we're only at twenty eight likes, man. Like check one two one two. Let's run up those likes to fifty likes, people. I don't know how many subscribers we're on, but if it's not enough. Run up the subscribers as well. If you're here watching it live right now, watching this back, clearly enjoying the content. So how you support, man, just hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. That's what we indeed need you lot to do. Make sure you subscribe to G's channel as well. The link is in the title. You just click the link and it opens up a new tab, people, and continue to get your questions in. Of course, if you super chat, we'll make sure we get straight to your question as well. We're at 9,292. Three more subscribers. Get us to 9,295. It's rolled to 10,000. Rolled to 10K here on Sarcasm City. TV people and to Jezu says, uh, by the way, flawless. Did you see Jean Claude Blanc might not even become the CEO and how Ineos actually don't have final say for footballing decisions? I saw I saw something like that in the uh, group chat surface, and I didn't see it in the group chat, but I think I seen the tweet you're talking about. And this is something I'm not knowledgeable about like that, so I'm just from the outside looking in. But it don't surprise me. I said this about this entire quote unquote takeover. One, because it's twenty five percent. Two, I have doubts with anybody who's willing to deal and negotiate with the Glazers. And people will say, oh, well, they're trying to get 25% to get the rest. If you, if you want what's to me, if you want what's best for Manchester United Football Club, you are not dealing with the people who have put us in the state we are in on and off the pitch. I'm talking from a footballing, talking from a footballing side, and I'm talking about when you look at us from... Well, a commercial side, we do well, but how much better would mm. how much better would we be if we were successful? Manchester United is that much of a mm. juggernaut that even though we've been bad for 10 years, we still our merchandise is still through the roof. We still mm. generate so much revenue. Old Trafford is still packed out week in, week out. We could go anywhere across the globe and sell out. But why would you be willing to get into bed with them? And I said it sounds too good to be true. And I said, I'll see it when I believe it. It sounds great. Getting a CEO, getting a DOF. Getting, all right, we're going to get footballing people in footballing positions and make footballing decisions. All right, bet, show me. I'm tired of words. I don't need no statement. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. I need Ineos and Jim Ratcliffe when they stand out on Old Trafford probably and do their interview. And first thing I need Jim Ratcliffe to say is, yeah, we're going to fix the roof. That's the first thing I need him to say. Not, oh, we're going to put the Manchester, the man back in Manchester and we want to call. <laughs> uh, yeah, and all, all this, and all these, all these buzzwords and all these nonsense phrases. No, we're going to fix the room. I don't even know what that means. That's what it is. I have no idea what it means, Ryan. It just sounds good. It doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. What does that mean? I have no idea. You know, but you know, people, you know, but you know, some people that. like play on, play on words. Yeah, and that, play like, on maybe words. trying to. <laughs> yeah, you just trying to appease the fans. Like, I'm not fussed about all that. Like, do the basics. I'm, yeah, fix the roof. We're going to modernise the stadium. If he says those things, I go, all right, that's a step. And with the 25%, I had my doubts on that anyway. Because like Kaneki keeps saying, can you own 25% of a house? Can you own 25% of a car? How much do like, yeah, footballing decisions they have? And now they're saying it's in regard. But again, I'm not the most knowledgeable on this people. So I'm not 110% sure how all the inner workings is. I just want to see... The, the results where is this like all right let's see a ceo in you're place. a fan at you're a fan at the end of the day bro so yes. that's not your job to, to be worried mm-hmm. about all of that stuff like yeah, facts. yeah it's only because you do content would you why you'd even be remotely that interested anyway no. to be honest with you because outside of that then you probably wouldn't be that invested bro no. i'm trying to see you as you said the basics where 
fix the roof, my bro. Like, yeah, man, can't be coming. And also, yo, you, you're not packing up your food, man. Oh, can't be seeing you guys in the you guys in what the news that? and that. I'm the hearing, yeah. I'm like raw chicken. I'm like, raw yo, chicken, things man. are bad at Manchester United, bro. Raw chicken. Like I can go. You know what I'm saying kebab shop near me, and the chicken ain't raw. Like what are we doing, man? <laughs> real like, talk. What, real what talk. You can go to a dodgy kebab place near you, where you're like, yeah, that looks tough. And guarantee the chicken ain't raw. What are we doing out here, man? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that. What are we playing at, people? So like I said, I'll believe it. When I see it. And to our Teddy says 25% doesn't give you a lot of power, to be fair. And again, that's just me from the outside looking in, just looking at the deal. Forget the ins and outs of it and it being at Manchester United and it's any us working with the Glazers. If you have 25% of something, why is the person who owns the 75% going to give you all the power? Like, to me, it just doesn't sound true. But we'll still believe it. And like you said, it's because I make content that people ask me about these things. It's like, all right, let's see. But I want the decisions. We're going to find out in within the first, well, not we. I say, I'll know in the first month, two months. Because I want to mm. see some, if I see some movements in regards to upstairs, I go, okay, you lot are trying. But make sure you bring in a CEO who has a resume. Same with the DOF <clears> who has a resume, etc. Yeah, go on, G. You see with Manchester United, yeah? <clears throat> I've said this already. For me, you see, that's why I wasn't not that I wasn't bothered. Like if they could, like if you were to get like the Qataris and mm. when when that all that you know kind of stuff was was going on, for me it was never really about that. It was always like the world are going to have to start caring about Manchester United if they get certain decisions right because mm. you're still bigger than everybody else. What ninety five, six, seven percent of the of England uh, English clubs and even just Europe. Let's say maybe like ninety percent of Europe, you're still bigger than them. You're still generating money. So money, it's not about the money. I think people were getting too bogged down with, oh, if you got the Qataris, we can buy Mbappe, we can buy Kane, we can buy, fuck it, we can bring Benzema back from Saudi and we can put him up front on the bench. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not about the money. You guys can probably still do that now if you really wanted to. Just obviously just wouldn't really make potential sense for the team in itself. Your problem is the stuff behind the scenes that, that was happening in mm -hmm. Manchester United. So as you say, upstairs, recruitment, player recruit, like Jesus Christ, your player, player recruitment. recruitment has just been all over the gaff. Like it's either we're going for the PSG thing where we're just signing all the big stars, the Radamal Falcao's, the Ibrahimovic's, you know, players of this kind of ilk, or we're going to go for this, with this. Yeah. Or you're going <laughs> to get Hoyland where it's like, okay, cool. So you've gone literally full circle and you haven't even gone to the middle bit and then gone to the, and you've just gone from here to here. So that is so key. Sporting director, we're going to get a really good one. Someone who's, you know, good at, you know, finding the, um, the kind of players that we potentially need, but also handling the deals. Are they good at them, you know, negotiating these kind of deals? I feel like that for Manchester United has gone so left because even the deals that you have done, I'm like, Nah, I know my team would have got less than that, you know. I know we would have paid less than that for my man, you know. We ain't paying no 50, 60 million, whatever it is you pay for Mason Mount. Now nah, we'll give you 20 mil and then we'll give you the rest in some crazy installment package. Just over-exaggeration, people. You know what I mean? It's That's what exactly I feel with Manchester United is missing. And then, on top of everything, I think then, of course, it's easier said than done. And there's not abundance of these guys out there, but they are out there. Then it's looking at, Looking at like your manager and then having your manager buy into what your club is even trying to do. One thing I will credit Klopp about is that we, as Liverpool fans, we will criticize FSG. Well, like mm. most Liverpool fans, they'll yeah, criticize. Yeah, you do. They don't spend FSG. money. Da, 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 da. At the end of the day, Klopp buys into what they want, and mm. Klopp, whether he does, he's not going to agree with everything. Just like you wouldn't agree with your girlfriend or your missus every single time, but you still love them, and that's how I feel like <laughs> it is with Klopp. He will always. 
he will might disagree in certain instances, of course. No, nah, I want this player. Like, nah, I don't want that guy. No, like, we can only, we let's only spend this much, whatever. That those things are always going to happen. But he buys into them, and they buy into him, which then allows for the growth of the relationship to then get bigger. Whether you're super successful or not, it allows for that. I also don't really feel like that's the relationship with Ten Hag and the board. I almost feel like it's kind of a strained, and it's like again, like your girl. Yo, we don't even really see each other. I'm always working. You're always out. On weekends, we don't really chill. I give you money. You go out and buy whatever shoes and dresses that you want to kind of, you know, wear. And every now and again, I might see you, you know, on a random day to be like, oh, let's go get something to eat. Like, it's yeah. that kind of feel I get with Manchester United at this moment in time, whereas they're not really building that kind of relationship. But then again, these things happen from behind closed doors. From when Ronaldo outed everything that was kind of going on behind the scenes, that should have been a call to everyone to be like, oh, we need to pack yeah. this shit up. See that roof? Thing. We need to get that leaky roof yeah. to get sorted You know what the crazy out. part is about everything Ronaldo right. said? Everybody knew. Anybody who's yeah, been yeah, watching, yeah, any true. Manchester United fan who has just been, don't even have to be the most knowledgeable, just been watching. Everything yeah, exactly. Ronaldo said has been spoken about on this channel. Not necessarily just for me. Every single con every single Manchester United content creator you lot watch has probably, I, I can't even say that. Every single Manchester United content creator I work with or that has been on this channel, well, there's the same difference. No, because they're not. Yeah, I think the vast majority. But yeah, anyone you see me connected with who supports Manchester I've spoken on this. It's obvious <clears throat> about our recruitment and how bad the hierarchy is and the roof and et cetera, et cetera, and all those type of things. This is well known. This is very well documented. That's why I didn't even give Ronaldo no credit for it. You know why? Because he only did it because he wasn't playing. Because he was yeah. here for a whole season. He was here a whole 12 months and said nothing. But because mm. you was playing and scoring goals, you was okay. That's why I give him no credit. Because then all of a sudden, when we're actually performing better on the pitch, because bear in mind, we had our worst ever season with him, people. Man didn't say nothing. Mm. All of a sudden, the Glazers were a problem. The fact that Manchester United didn't want to win were a problem because you was the guy scoring all the goals in the limelight. But then mm. when we actually perform and have a better season, one of our better seasons in years, all of a sudden, because you don't like the manager and you're not playing, it's a problem. Bear in mind, Ronaldo, one of my favourite players of all time. One of my favourite Manchester United players of all time. But that I have no time for. That's what I would say. And you mentioned it, G, and our turns mentioned it in the chat in regards to um, paying 30 million for a player instead of set, well, paying more money. Because people, teams know, oh, if you ask Manchester United for more money, they'll drop the bag. I've said it before. we got to start walking away from deals. Yeah. yeah that's, City, that's... City will set a price. And if that price is too high, they'll go, you know what, now nah, we're not interested. Well, 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 look, well, at look at Rice. Quetta. Look at Rice, for example. They did the same thing with Fred. They was interested in Maguire. The list they were interested mm. in. Corella was another one. They will set their price. Say their price is 60 million. They're not going above 60 million. We'll set a mm. price and then go above it. And then on top of, <laughs> yeah, bro, on top of setting the price of going above it, it's for a player that is not even that good. Mount's a prime example. If we really, yeah. Mount's deal was running out in 2024. If we really mm. wanted him that bad, which I don't know why. And I know it's how everyone's going quiet on that in regards to everyone is like, oh, Mason Mark, this and that. And I get to that in a second. Just wait till January. That's going to ask you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just, just wait till January and we can talk to him for free. Or if you don't want to wait till like sign him the summer after in 2024, get him up for a cup. Say we go to Chelsea now where he's got six mm -hmm. months. We could have got him for peanuts. We could have mm -hmm. got him for absolute peanuts. Like, all right, sell him to us now or we just get him in six months anyway type of mm -hmm. thing. And yeah, with Mount, it went exactly the way I expected it to go. The fact that we're yeah, so you've been saying it. and he's been injured, and I keep saying this, it's not even a conversation about him coming back to change our fortunes. 
Nobody says like as as much as I don't rate Luke Shaw. When Luke Shaw is injured, people talk. There's a conversation about Luke Shaw coming back to improve Manchester mm. United. We have that with Martinez. We have that with Casemiro. Varane, when he's been out, even though he's been mostly available, but certain players, there's conversations about, oh, they're injured once they're back. Like, for instance, I don't want it to happen. Say Mano's out for a week. Mm. All right, when, once Mano comes back, we'll be better. None of mm. that with Mason Mount. See, uh, mm. Sleeping Dragon says, forgot Mount still plays football. We yeah, don't to, have to, to be honest, uh, I completely forgot about that Because we mm. watched him play. Everyone's seen him in a United shirt, and it looked like him in the blue shirt of Chelsea. People, I keep saying this, people think people put on the shirt and it becomes the super serum. People think this is the super serum soldier, uh, <laughs> super serum from Marvel, <laughs> where you take it and you become super strong and super fast and etc. etc. It's not the so that vibranium is strong. That vibranium people think is people think it's that. People really think you put on the shirt and he was going to transform. I keep saying this. Why? He was bang average at Chelsea. Why was he gonna come to Manchester United and be better than bang average? Bear in <laughs> mind, even if you rate him. We don't have the best possible platform for him to succeed because him and Bruno mm. in the same midfield don't work. So what mm. are we talking about here? Bruno's going to play because he's the captain, whether you rate him or not. So why you look at that and go, all right, well, it's Bruno and Casemiro. You know who's the per who's the perfect pick for that? Mount. No, Mount and Bruno do the same things. Bruno's a better version, even though I don't rate either, but Bruno's a better version. So why was he going to come here and succeed? Now, if it was Casemiro and Amrabat, for example, and you put Mount in there, that's a better platform for Mount to succeed. Still not mm. a good enough midfield, but it's still better. But again, people get lost, and I see all I've seen this. Or I don't know what it is recently. It seems to be this summer. I don't know if I've just noticed it to now, where people will go along with signings just because a club's doing it. I'm watching it yeah. now with Timo Werner, who's an awful player, and that's an awful signing. I watched it with Mount. I watched it with Kai Havertz. I'm seeing it with Gallagher. They are four mm. bang. They are four players who are not taking you anywhere. But yet, I've seen people defend all of these four players and go, yeah, I can see it. Good. To no, we can't. They're awful. <laughs> yeah, right? Let's just call a spade a spade. It's, all it's, four of them are awful. No, nobody wants to do that. And it's funny, Ryan, because it kind of goes to that point that you and Ram are always talking about in, in, the, group, in the group chat in terms of, like, players and, of course, like, holding them accountable and blah, blah, blah. It is always that. I'm, I'm not saying either or, by the way, but <clears throat> just that as an example. Mm. Everyone always... They'll defend a player that they like more so than, of course, they play they don't like. That's understandable. Mm. But sometimes you sit there and think, as Flawless said, like, bro, like Gallagher's, the, the, the Amrabats, and, you know, players. That I'm like, I mean, you can defend them. Obviously, as a supporter, I'm not going to insult them or anything like that. But, yeah. brother, if they're dead, then they're dead. Like, I don't, like, I don't care if they're a player at my club. Like, you, you, people need to get out of this player FC thing. Like, I feel like this generation, the the day, not the player. Like, ex that's what exactly, exactly. And I'm like, this is what I, and it, I feel like it's just this generation of fans and social media, just how it is. But it's almost like you support the player, then you do the club. I can't give two shits about the player. I promise you, yes. I don't care about the player because the club will still be here tomorrow. They won't be, though. Yes. The, the player yeah. can't outlast the club. The club yes. will always outlast the player. So support them. That's fine if you, if they need support in, but if they are dead, then just that's Fuller said, call a spade a spade, bro. Like man's not fighting with you. I, I, I don't even care about the player. Like I don't know him. Like so I'm not gonna have that level of care for him. So I care more about the club. And if I feel like that player is detrimental to my club, then of course I'm gonna call it out even more so because I feel like you're hindering me. It's also even if play even when players are good enough for your club, people it's like player FC are too scared to even criticize those players after a no, yeah. for, for example virgil van dyke's my favorite player at the football club 
He was stinky today, bro. Let's be real with it. Yeah, he no, he's stunky. Today, he's stunky. He's stunky. He was I wasn't good today. Goal. All right, Fez. Fez. He was that fault for the goal. I admit it. He's my favourite player, but I admit mm. it. He, he almost cost us today at the end of the day. So, yeah, that's what it is. There are people who, who care way more about their favourite players than the club, which is, which is I, don't, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, which it I, is yeah, it's very strange. And that's what it is with Mount. And that's... I don't know. I think that's when the realisation hit me because he's the first player, I think... Resigned since I've been content creating, where I'm like, I don't get this whatsoever. Players who come from outside of the country, I can hear because we're not watching them week in, week out. So if a player comes from La Liga, if it's Serie A, if it's the Bundesliga, Eredivisie, wherever, even if they're not in the best of form, we're not watching them week in, week out. We're not analyzing them week in, week out. If you are a Manchester United fan or just a fan of football, like, because all our man, the vast majority of us, like, you've already mentioned it, G. All my brethren are Manchester United fans. Guaranteed, the, most of your man them are football fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether it's of Liverpool or so, you're talking about your players. Bear in mind, mm. people, I talk to Chelsea fans on a regular degular. Same way I talk to Liverpool fans. On a, it's like us side of the Liverpool player. I know what to expect from talking to G, from talking to Ryan, mm. from talking to, to Saint, from talking to Ram. Like, I have an idea. It's not the unknown. Rap, whether this player is good rap, or whether this player is bad. I'm having it because they're watching him week in, week out. So not only am I getting it firsthand in regards to, from Chelsea fans regarding him out, I watched him myself because he's in the country. Mm. Same way most Liverpool games, I'm watching. You know what I'm saying? Most Arsenal games, I'm watching the ups. It's not like they come mm. from Brentford or West Ham. I'm watching to see what's going on. So when we signed him and people were like, oh, it's a good idea. I was like, why? Show me the positives. Where I still can't forget white? the show that you did with um, on Big Six. Big up the Big Six family. Um, Big Six. And um, when you was talking about the Mount thing, and I think someone, I can't remember who was, not arguing the point, but like basically trying to back it. And I was just listening to Flawless. And I was just like, bro, yeah, Flawless is not feeling this brother at all. Like, at all, at all, at all, at all. And I was thinking, well, we never know. And obviously, of course, we don't know what's going to happen with any player. Yeah. And someone could come in and change your mind. And of course, if they change your mind, then they change your mind. But nice. so said, so done, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know I'm saying, <laughs> like, now we're here in this position. Brother's injured. And someone, whoever said that in the, in the chat earlier on about, I, I, forgot, forgot. I fully, fully forgot about he, him even not, being at Manchester United. Because like. he's made no imprint. Like, even mm. in the few people say, oh, he's not played many games. That's a problem. That he's played mm. a few games, injury though. That's that's another thing. Availability, because I don't even know what his injury is, but he's made zero impact on a poor outfit. You can make an impact on a poor outfit, like I said. I mentioned yeah. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw's injured. It's a conversation. You can make some form of impact. Diallo's barely played for us. There was a conversation. Diallo's now back. There's a conversation about Diallo. Like, what mm. are we talking about here? And I said it. People just wanted to. People ran with it because we did it. I always say it. If I would have said that after we lose the FA Cup final, nobody's trying to hear it. If I would have turned around and said the next very day, you know who we need to go and get for our next season after winning the Carabao Cup, finishing third, losing the FA Cup final, Mason Mount, nobody's trying to hear it. Mm. Nobody's trying to hear it. But all of a sudden, because United want to do it and, and Ten Hag want to do it, it's a good idea. Same with Arsenal and Kai Havertz. I said the exact same thing. I couldn't believe they did that after what we did with Mount. And I said, this is a terrible idea. And even when he was in a good run of form, I said, all right, he's in a good run of form, but he's not a good player. Fast forward mm. to Arsenal-Liverpool, who's one of the players receiving a lot of the criticism for them losing that game. That game, Kai Havertz. Gallagher's the same, <laughs> Werner's the same. How much more, I keep saying this in regards to some players, how much more evidence do you need to see where you can assess a player and see where their level, at, level is at? Mm. Like, Mount's been here. 
Mount's done. This is his fifth full season. He spent four years at Chelsea, fifth season here. Gallagher's been at Chelsea for however long. Havertz has been in the country three, four years. Once you've been here two, three, four years and you've watched the player, you can then assess and go, you know what? That's the level they're at. And Mount was just, it was just foolishness. And now everybody quiet. No one even talk yes. about it. Everyone yeah, quiet on it now. <clears throat> Remember, he was... <clears throat> Excuse me. He was like, everyone's like, oh, this brother's gonna. It's like a Lampard's like son and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Moved to Manchester United. I thought, you know, it's bad. I just thought like, if you move to Manchester United with the way that you finished the season, I thought you would potentially go on and have a way, not a way better, just like a similar season yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of okay, you, you know, you're gonna still kind of, you might not be great on the eye, but you'll be able to just get through the games that you need to kind of get through. Maybe adding someone like Mountain. Maybe this would be an almost a new lease of life but i'll be honest he's showing me that you know what i don't really have the minerals for this kind of fight you know like i'm not really here for all of that but what i will say though and it's something i was going to ask you was i feel like i've asked you this before yeah, cool. but what is it with manchester united that players seem to come there and just their careers just take a nosedive at times like what is it about the club because this is the biggest club out like one of the biggest clubs out there how is it? It just people come here and it's you see it with more or less everybody. Like it just it starts off great with some players like Casemiro started really really well. Then obviously I know he's been injured, but then of course then people still talking about his performances prior to the injury. Yeah. Um, Rafael Varane again started off reasonably well, and then it kind of tailors off there. Um, other players that I've just looked at who have signed for you and just thought, how the hell have you just fallen off a cliff? Like I don't get it. But it could be just an inside thing. I don't yeah, know. I think it's more. I think it's multiple things. One, poor recruitment in regards to the individual mm. skill of these players. So even if these players were in the best possible predicament to succeed, they wouldn't really do well because people forget. Like they'll hear me say, "Oh, such and such is a bad player." Oh no, he's not terrible. No, 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 he's bad for where we're trying to go to. Manchester mm. United's aim: the money we spend is to go and compete and win Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues. You don't spend. 400 million over two summers. You don't spend a billion over X amount of time going to try and compete for Europa Leagues, FA Cups, League Cups and top fours. You are aiming for the creme de la creme. So when you hear, when I say, oh, this player's not good enough for where we're trying to go to. Certain players are good enough. We're trying to fight for top four. Yeah, this team could do it because they've shown it last season. Absolutely fine. That's their ceiling. Four third Carabao Cup, FA Cups, League Cups. But we don't spend, we don't have one of the highest wage bills in Europe for that. We don't spend, we don't, we haven't assembled one of the most expensive squads for that. No, it's to be the creme de la creme. So I think mm. one, it's the individuals, but, and then two, adding, they're then thrown into, um, thrown into a system that is not beneficial to them. Because we, it's not even about having a system, it's about having a system that is, is beneficial to them. Like Hoyland, for example, mm. as, as, even though I think he's limited and I think he's bang average. He is not in the best possible predicament when you look at the players around him. Who's the foil for him? We've got Anthony, Rashford, Bruno. They're the three behind him. That's Ten Hag's main three that he's starting with. Mm. You're going to staff. None of those are creative. None of those are creative first. You can maybe say Bruno, but even he likes to, he, he even he likes to shoot on site. Like even though his goals mm. and assists are dried up. But the two wingers in particular are, what's it called? The two, the two wingers in particular are cut inside and shoot. Then we've got fullbacks who don't really create. So who's really mm. creating for Hoyland? Mount, who I just mentioned, as much as I think he's a bang average player, the system is not set up for you to succeed. Anthony, as shocking as I think you are, it's not the best possible system for you to succeed because of the way we're trying to play. And that's what it is. The only players who had success, who are the players who are individually that good. 
So, for example, a Casemiro. Mm. But we've even, even though he's been poor this season when he's played, even the systems failed him. Varane, who's yeah. actually, I thought, played well this this season. But again, Varane, one of the best centre-backs we've ever seen. So that's what it's taken. It's taken one of the best centre-backs we've ever seen to come here and succeed. And the list goes on for all our signings. Even Ericsson. Mm. Ericsson is good yeah, enough to play where yeah. he can succeed in a double pivot. Should Ericsson be mm. playing in a double pivot? No. Should be playing in a 10 with a free roll. But mm. he's good enough to play in a double pivot from an individual perspective because he's technically good enough and his ball IQ is good enough. But there's no player I look at who we've signed under Ten Hag where I go, we've gave you the best possible predicament to succeed. You have the mm. players around you that help you. So then it's more so relying on the individual quality of them. And if you're not individual, if your individual quality is not Casemiro, Eriksen, Varane, Afro Martinez in the mix, you're going to suffer. And that's why we you've just seen players die here. That's what it mm. is. Because there's no set way. Like you mentioned earlier about Sean Dyche Burnley. You know exactly what type of player is going to succeed in this team. Well, flip it. Yes. Look at the Everton side. He's mm. um mm. way he's got them playing yeah, now. Like. Yeah, like we know we we can all sit here, us three and the rest of the chat, and pick out, go through every single player in the Premier League of every other of the 19 teams, and we can decide whether they would fit what turn out not turn out what Dyche is doing at Everton or not. Like mm. we Hannibal, they want Hannibal alone. I said that makes sense. Makes mm. perfect sense for a Sean Dyche team. Energetic, run around, close down, hard worker. He needs that, yeah, yeah. Especially that, if he loses like a no no to like yeah, a that, that like fits that, yeah. as a squad player. That fits exactly what, what Sean Dyche is trying to do at Everton. Like it fully mm. fits. Now, if they were to sign, I don't know, does Ericsson fit there? No, he doesn't. No. Ericsson's a miles better player than Hannibal, but it's about does he fit whatever and they're trying to do? Absolutely not. No, he wouldn't. But Hannibal does type of thing. So that's where it stems from. With this, this. So, you, yeah. so, you're, so you're play, as you said, your play, which then goes into the play recruitment stuff that yes. you were speaking about earlier on, into the where it's just nothing is really, really working. But again, I, that's why I then also look at the man. It's a lot. And the man is doing it because we sign names, and that's the biggest issue. Yes, yes. You should, that, in 2024, you should not be signing names. You should be signing profiles. You know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. why is it in the summer? Go get me Mount or nothing else. If you really want Mount, why I don't know. If you just want an energetic eight, you just do out there doing doing up cardio and running around. I'm sure you could pick someone from the academy for that. I'm sure you could go abroad and get someone for 20 million who's gonna run around and close down and cover ground and can take set pieces, who's less than half the price and is probably less than half the wages. So mm. you could easily do that. That's my biggest issue with all right. I want I want an energetic eight. Cool. Should be the easiest thing to go and find at Energetic 8. To me, you can pluck one of them from the academy if you really want someone like that. So that's always been my biggest issue is that we're too busy looking at names. I want him. No, it should be I want this. We had to like yeah. we in a relationship. I want <laughs> that girl. You know what I'm saying? Or looking for a relationship. That makes sense. Man say that. I like her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But then again, even on the flip side, some man them have preferences. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that. Some man them have profiles in regards to the women they like. You know what I'm saying? Certain colors. That's the whole point. Hype, it's that profile. Like, yeah, it's that profile. <laughs> it's, like, just, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm true. saying? The sleazebag <laughs> in the chat. He's a snowbody, man. We know. We talk about it daily with him. We know exactly what Jez likes. White, blonde, blue eyes. You know what I'm saying? Thick set. <laughs> like, we know this. Pretty face. You know what I'm saying? We know this with Jess. We know exactly what it is. So it's like, all jokes aside, why can't you do this? As And the thing is that annoys me so much is this is people who are paid extremely well to do extremely, this. Extremely, yeah, yeah. And fact. I'm here sat content creating. You know what I'm saying? And I can figure this out. Where it's like, all right, 
I want a number eight. Okay, give us the attributes of the number eight. I want my number eight to do this, this, and this. This is the list of the number eights. I need the attributes. All right, go and find them. All right, come back with a list of six, seven names. Then you look at age, look at value, look at where they've played, injury record, their personality, et cetera, et cetera, nationality, all that type of stuff. And then you pick, all right, here's option A, B, and C. So if we don't get A, we're going to get B. If we don't get B, we can get C. Why can't we pick out a Manchester United player? I can't pick out a Manchester United tackle. It, 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 it does seem like when you're when you guys have been trying to do this play recruitment stuff, it just feels like it's just so wishy-washy, bro. Like honestly, I, I generally sit there and just think like I don't feel like you have profile. As you said, you don't no, have profile. Oh, Ryan, big up, yeah. Yeah, big up Um it 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 doesn't feel like profiles, as I said, it generally just feels like okay, we're gonna go for biggest name that we can see who is available okay cool so who's the biggest name that we can find that's available mason mount obviously in terms of the name and profile of the of the player english player plays for chelsea won a champions league england all of that kind of stuff it sounds good it almost seems like a a, a pr stunt with manchester united half the time like you're doing things for this good pr but then the pr comes to bite you in the ass at some point in time all the time you know the players that you sign because as you said you sign one of the best centre-backs out there. Guess what? What do we hear this season? Him and um, uh, Ten Hag and Varane mm-hmm. having a couple of issues, blah, 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 blah. Cool, whatever. Casemiro, you sign one of the best defensive midfielders out there. Again, what do we then... You're not even here too too much, but then what do we start seeing with his performances? Oh, okay, his performances starting to a little bit shaky this season. Okay, fair enough, blah, blah, blah. You sign probably this in my generation the second and if you want to say joint best player we've ever seen in Ronaldo and somehow you were able to fuck that up in such a way that it it, it, it's, it just went so sour that this brother had to just keep it moving. Sancho, one of the brightest spots, again, another big name, another player who was obviously touted for big things. Look at the situation, you know, over there. You've signed Ollie had so many parties about that. Sorry to cut you off. Ollie had no idea what to do with him. How you, how you yes. chase someone for two? We chased him for two windows, two summers. Two Two summer, and and it's it's I don't even blame that. Obviously, that that I don't blame in a ten hog sense. I blame yeah, that yeah. more in a sense of that's like, everything everybody is, else. Does. Yeah, yeah, like, and it just doesn't make sense with Manchester United as a whole. And that's why, I, again, why I asked you, but also why I then look at everything and I'm like, I don't understand why you guys are in this position when reality, the fundamentals should be there. But again, I'm speaking from the outside. Um, looking in I don't know that maybe the fundamentals are just not actually there so now when anybody because bro we've gone from David Moyes you've had I remember you had Ryan Giggs as, as like a interim for a little while you've had Louis Van Howe you've had Michael Carrick you've had Ole Gunnar Solskjaer you've had Ralph Ragnick you've had Jose Mourinho you've had obviously now Ten Hag like Oli you've had bare managers in this period of time and the maddest thing about this is it seems like you're just going through as many managers as you possibly can to find this formula of getting this one great manager who's going to do a clock or whatever and then just going to turn you into this, that and the third. I'm like, remember, Klopp was only able to do clock one because he's a good manager, but right. two, the fundamentals are there. Exactly, because Klopp can't do it without that setup. He can't yeah. sit there and be like, oh yeah, I can just do this and I can do it. No, the setup needs to be there because it's going to take two to tango in this situation. So when I need the help or whatever the case may be, this is the profile. Okay, you know what? We don't have the money that Manchester United has, but you know what we do? We know what we will do? We'll hire the best fucking 
sporting director who's out there who just knows football and and um, uh, um, uh, analytics. Like he understands that world of things. We'll go and do that because we can't spend the money that these guys can spend. But guess what? Maybe we can start finding value for money instead. So that way we don't have to spend. 80 million on Paul Pogba. And I mm-hmm. I love Paul Pogba a lot. I think he's, I think he was a really, really good player. But it's these kind of things that I don't think you guys are doing. And that's what even bugs me to a certain degree. Cause I'm just like, bro, like you guys are just moving kind of just weird. Like it's even it's, it's I don't even I don't I can't even kick a man while he's down anymore. I'm just like, bro, it's boring like trying to cuss Manchester United because there's not really any point. What am I, what am I gaining out of this? It's not fun. Hey, chat to chat to Tom Little, you know what I'm saying? He's always got a bar for us. Yeah, he always I got bar. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to Tom. That prick. Tom. He always got something to say, man. This guy always got bars for us. Shout <laughs> out to Tom Little every single time, but all the time. He's always got something to say. And that's the crazy part, is it's it's, it's too it's too many, it's too name-based. How you go yeah. from I we want De Young to yeah, let's go get Amrabat. Not yeah, talking about exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the profiles and what they do. That makes no sense. Or going from a De Jong to like, all right, we're gonna go get a Mason Mount. It makes no sense. Who we're t- let's go and chase players of at least of a similar profile. This is what don't make no sense to me. But yeah, we suck. You know that. That's just pretty much what it is. Hey, big up to Sunshine as well. Says big up. Hope you're having a great night. Hope you're good too. Hope you're good too. And yeah, no worries, you man. I got that. Continue to run up the likes, people. We're closing out in the next five minutes or so. We're still not at 50 likes, only at 45 likes. Five likes. Guys, yo, 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 yo. How many people in the chat? Over 65 people. No, no, you know, me. So you're lucky for all the unless he does, he's got some music there or something. There's no way that we're five likes off and there's over 60 of you. Like, if there was less, I would give you a blight. There's 65 or 60 of you in here, man. Five more people just need to smash that like button. Yeah, man. Run Come up on, the man. likes. Like, I see let's, you sleeping dragon as well. Run up the likes, people. Run up the likes and hit the subscribe button as well, man. We still don't have no new subscribers on this show. And we're still at 9,292. Three more subscribers, people. Whether you're watching this live now or watching this back, big up the audio listeners as well. We'll get your thoughts on your next game as well, which I don't believe you play. I think it's not this weekend. I think it's the weekend after because some teams yes. are having um are having a break. So you don't play till Bournemouth away the 21st of January. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, pred- it's, I know it's tough, but, like, prediction for that game, obviously, Bournemouth in one of the informed teams in the league, actually. But, yeah, will be a tough game think, uh, down there. But, yes, thoughts? Nah, I think I think even looking at that game, I think it's going to depend on how many players, like, they're going to be, like, full of tough game. It's so okay. awkward to play against. Like, they're mm. just an awkward team for, for us. Like, we seem to struggle against teams like... Yeah, they who, won four out of their last five. And there you go. I'm trying to say they're already they're in good form. They're in good nick. And I think with Liverpool, especially, I think we always struggle anyway against these low block teams. That's not calm, but that's just the way it is. But some of these low block teams can also kick ball. <laughs> so because they can also kick ball on top of being a low block team, you're like, this ain't like old school. You just used to be low block and that was it. So yeah, you, weren't, yeah, yeah. you weren't necessarily like, you knew there was only really one way that they were going to score. Now these low block teams they can actually play some ball. so And you can't allow them to play ball because it's the Premier League. You, you will get found out kind of thing. So that worries me with Bournemouth. Like that game, I feel like will be a tricky game. I think we will do we will do well to come out of that game with a victory. I'm more predicting a draw in that game. Not because I think we're poor or anything. It's just coming up against that type of team. They're in form. They're at home. Dominic Solanke, of course, in form. I know Semenyo has gone to the AFCON. So maybe they might miss someone like him. But I... Don't even think too tough. They've still got Tavernier there as well. Um, and a couple of others. Cliver, of course. I feel like it's going to be a tricky game, bro. I can't lie. 
I honestly believe it will be a 2-2 type of game. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking at at the moment, like a 2-2 type of game. Still. Obviously, we'll have a show for next week, Tuesday, people. We get the show every Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People from before that game anyway. And big up to my guy, Eddie, says get them likes up. And he says, Sancho free. You hate you haters in trouble. Hit the like because Sancho is free. Big up to my guy, Eddie, as well. You see on here on Friday on the Monday United podcast. So we'll be discussing, obviously, the Spurs game that is coming up. We play Spurs on Sunday. There will be a watch along on the channel for it, people. Um, hey, big up Bajan Pops in the chat as well. Good to see you in the chat. Big not looking forward to it, but because I think because people are not expecting us to get the victory, I actually think we'll win. I'm not sure who's available because of the team That's that Ten Hag put out. Yeah, I'm not sure who's available because he put out a strong team against Wigan, but then the bench was full of youth players. So I'm not sure in regards to who was just left out because it was FA Cup or who's actually available. It's at home, it's at Old Trafford. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's away, then I, I feel you lose. But oh yeah, yeah, long day if it was at their place, yeah. But they're but missing obviously they're missing mm -hmm. no for them, no Saar, no Basuma. But haven't they signed? Didn't they sign that? Um, Timo Werner. This, this, no, not even the same. What's that oh, dragon guy that they signed? Obviously yeah, that, that, that center back. Yeah, that's some center back. I have no idea who he is. I just like I saw the name. Um, yeah, they signed him. So I feel like he would go straight. They, I see some fans talking about him going straight into the squad. I don't know if he okay. starts, but just straight into the squad for you lot's game at the weekend. But I think looking at that game, what do you think the scoreline would be then in a game like that? I can see us winning it like 2 1. I can see that. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to RSV says Tottenham also have a good record at OT, like Man City, by the way, Flanders. Do they? I know they beat us there during the during the COVID season. I know they beat us there. But to my knowledge, they don't have a good record oh, yeah. at OT. I don't remember that. Not if we're talking the entirety of the Premier League. No. Yeah, I'm talking like recent times. I think they've only minus that. Did we, what happened last season? I can't remember. Mm. They may have beat us there under, was it a Mourinho, I think? They may have won two or three now. Uh, Van der Ven being back. That's not good. Better. Van der Ven, ah, okay. yeah, he's quality. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I can it's... see us. Yeah, I can see us because we're not expected to get the win. I can see us winning. But then again, we mm. could lose, we could draw. One thing I do know is the performance ain't going to be good. That's one thing. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> performance is yes, and you're right, um, Warrior J. I'm not looking forward to Manchester United games be putting me to sleep. Legit. Like they really do. I'll be sleeping afterwards. I'm like, oh, it's just so yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, actually, I remember I watched you, I remember I, was, <laughs> I watched you guys in the Champions League, your last Champions League. No, when you played against not Probably Bayern, the other game. team, Copenhagen, Copenhagen. 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 Right. Copenhagen but, game, yeah, Copenhagen. I remember watching this game thinking, brother, this is boring as what? hell. Like, you know, when you're you like, I'm sitting there, it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, evening, wherever it is. Mm. I've just come back from work, I flicked on the game, I was like, okay, yeah, these guys are playing, let me watch Manchester United. Brother, I, I think I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in the first oh, yeah. 30 minutes and I woke up at 70 minutes. I remember like it was like a nap and I just remember waking up thinking, oh, right, what's going on? And I just see that you guys are still playing. I was like, this game ain't over yet. Jesus Christ. But even the commentators are falling asleep. Definitely. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and I'm looking here. Up, yeah, um, yeah, large up to Eddie. Yeah, they, they don't have Spurs record at Old Trafford. Let's see. Mm. There's one two on the bounce there and two. Yeah, they don't. I think it's like five wins in. Okay. Have a look. Yeah, it's like five wins in the Premier League era or something like that. Oh, like okay. Lucky, yeah. I've just literally just googled it. This could be wrong and it's not up to date. But yeah, I say there, Tottenham have won twice in 26 Premier League games at Old Trafford. Let me have a. Look. But I can yeah. understand. I, I would don't. I knew this. They I don't have a good record. I can yeah. believe that though. But they I do have. Yeah, fool yeah, like they would. And yeah, word to Eddie, he did. When we was doing the United Luton game, he fell asleep on the watch along. 100%. When we played Luton, actually. Because I was just commentating on the game. And Eddie was quiet. 
So I'm just thinking, oh, he's letting me commentate on the game. There's not much going on. And he was going, yo, Eddie, you there? Yo, Eddie, Eddie's gone. My bad, I fell asleep. So I had no surprise. Like, legit. So he fell asleep during the game. You know what I'm saying? And they clicked him, screenshotted it, head back. I was saying, like, sleep in the chair. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. Yo, what you guys get caught. That's, that's how you know. No no offense, but that is how you know the game is. Like, I, listen, I've, I've been to games where I'm like, this game is actually boring. Like, to oh, even bro. sit here as a fan to watch a game, I'm actually getting tired just sitting here. Because it's boring. Like, I think it's more Arsenal back in the day when I've gone to high, uh, Emirates before. And Arsenal used to play like this boring possession game football. And I used to think, oh, this is so... Passing, just passing, passing, passing. And, yeah, and it's like, they're looking for this perfect goal. And it will only... Which is probably why they called it the library for so long. <laughs> was because it just used to be boring up until the point they scored. Because up until that point, it was just passing. Then the, the little, maybe two or three passes before the goal used to look good. Like the, mm. I remember that Jack Wilshire goal that they scored yeah, uh, years ago. About, yeah, yeah. And like, but prior to that, I was just boring passes. Like, no, ain't nobody care about what was going on before then. And I think to myself, if Manchester United fans are really falling asleep during games, yeah. Yeah, you, you guys got bigger problems, bro. Yeah, man, I've been moving problems. around in my chair at times just to make sure I don't fall asleep talking to his brother. Yeah, oh, you know, you know, I, I got to stand up. Stay awake. Talk, if, yeah. I, if I'm getting that tired, I got to stand up. I got to stand. I might up, start bro. doing that actually. I might just start standing up just, mm. just, just because, just because. But yeah. I love to, love to everyone that's locked in. Continue to run up the likes, whether you're watching this live or watching this back. Big up to everyone listening on the audio platforms as well. G <clears> always good chopping up with you. Let them know where they can find you, what you got coming up, all that good stuff, man. Anything else you want to add to the peoples? Um, as I said, well, as Paul said, man, just make sure you're smashing the like button. Make sure you're subscribing if you're new. Um, I think you said what you're three away. So please, if you haven't done so already, please yeah, make from sure that, you smash that little that. milestone there. Yeah, from yeah. nine thousand two hundred and ninety-five. So we're closing in on nine thousand three hundred. We're closing in. There you go. So make sure, please, 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 uh, GTV Football Channel. Uh, that's where you'll find me, and of course, you'll find me back on here, um, very, very every, soon. Every um, Tuesday, people. Every Tuesday. Um, what's coming up, man? Um, to be honest, I think I've got a. I've actually got something in store. Actually, I need to give you a shout, but um, in the back office about that. Um, yeah. I want to take a look at um, is um, is football becoming too artificial? Um, so in general, you know, just in the term of like, you know, we we see how football is played now, very tactical, and as we as we were talking about profile of players, scientific, and this, that, and the third. Are we just kind of moving away from that? Is it now becoming a robotic thing? Is it more about the GNA? Is it more about that kind of conversation coming up? Um, and then yeah, probably a few bits and bobs um, for um, Liverpool coming up about Liverpool. I've got coming up over the next two weeks, so. Smash the notification, people, bro, and I'll be here. Hey, it's linked in the title, people. Again, link is in the title for G's channel, so you just click the link and it opens up a new tab right now and you can subscribe to his channel and then find all his socials through there as well. Let me know in the chat who's live to raid people. If not, I'll just send you lot to the next um, Sarcasm City TV um, live stream. So, yeah, we're back. Well, it's technically today, people, back today, 4.30 p.m. UK time. Uh, Man Dem United, Gyaldem City. So I'll be back with Yan City talking all things Manchester United, all things Manchester City. Then midnight, uh, you know, it's going to be a good show. Manchester United, Arsenal show. You know what I'm saying? Man Dem United, going to talk from the Arsenal. So I'll be joined by TJ Warren. Cam Cam may be around. Potentially a couple of special guests as well, people. So check out the upcoming live stream schedule on the YouTube channel. You don't have to ask me. All you do have to do is go to the YouTube channel, 
look at the upcoming live stream schedule. You see all the shows that are coming up. If Jacob's live, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Jacob's live, I'm going to raid Jacob. Make sure, like I said, check it out. Subscribe here to the channel Sarcasm City TV. Friday, just the Mandem United podcast coming up. Then Saturday, you will get what is on the Saturday? Um, Sarcasm City Sports QA. You'll also get City Newcastle actually. 5.30 p.m. UK time. Um, is it Manchester City versus... Well, yeah, we're at home. So, 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 there are, so there are some games this weekend? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's matches, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Newcastle play okay. Manchester City um, on Saturday. Uh, we play Spurs on the Sunday as well. And there's other games okay. as well. Chelsea play Fulham okay. early. One sec. I'll tell you the fixtures now. Like, I'm wondering why, why, why we got like an 11 It's because it's break. a break. Some why teams we... are taking a break. That's what it is. Like, we don't play the week after. I don't think. Oh, okay. So that's your break. Oh, no, okay. we do. Okay. Yeah, some teams, I don't know what it is. Yeah, because we do play the week after. But I think, anyway, let me mm. check. So, like, for instance, yeah, like, Chelsea play Fulham. you got Newcastle, um, Manchester City, Burnley, Luton t- tomorrow as well. And then okay. Everton, Villa, United Spurs. And then the week after the 20th, we don't play. So, yeah, some teams, it's just their week break. That's all it is. I feel you. I feel it's you. just their I feel week you. break. But yeah, man, like I say, love to everyone that's locked in. Don't forget, I dropped the links in the chat. We are available on audio-only platforms, people. So wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to music, type in Sarcasm City TV and this show and all the other shows you hear on the channel, apart from watch-alongs, will pop up. So Spotify, type in Sarcasm City TV and make sure you follow us on Five Stars. Even if you don't listen to what's it called, even if you don't listen to the audio platform, it helps. It helps us grow on the audio platform, same way you've helped the YouTube, the Twitch, and the gaming channel all grow, people. So Spotify, follow us and five-star us. iTunes, Apple Podcast, all you iPhone users, five-star us, leave us a review. Same with SoundCloud. But make sure you follow Sarcasm City TV Gaming as well. Someone asked earlier, we will be running more pro clubs this week. Not tonight, but we'll be running more pro clubs. I will be running um, uh, trials as well for the Sarcasm City FC Academy. Plus, I'll be <laughs> doing more gaming on there as well, people, as a, as as the year goes on. But love to everyone that's locked in. Like I said, back 4.30 p.m. today. Manchester United, Manchester City show, and then midnight UK time, all those Manchester United Arsenal show. Let me find Jacob's channel. We'll raid him. Just put um, Sarcasm City Raid in capital letters, actually, in, in his chat, people. Just put Sarcasm City Raid in capital letters. But yeah, man, G, always good chopping up with you, man, all the time. But yeah, we'll like, raid him. Come on. Yeah, man, you already know. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that's what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to get some sleep right now. But love to everyone that's locked in. This has been the Manchester United Liverpool show, Mandem United podcast analysis at Anfield, podcast live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Big up for tuning in. Peace.